Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. Today we are recording a special uh, bonus podcast, and I have the privilege of interviewing our very own Tim Jang, who has spent the past year in Japan as a campus missionary. Today I'll be sitting with Tim to talk about his experience and what God is doing in his midst. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, I'm here uh, with Tim Jang. Uh, Tim, uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Good to be here. Good to be home. All right. Uh, for those of you who weren't here uh, Sunday morning, uh, Tim shared uh, during service. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tim has spent the past year in uh, Japan doing a college campus ministry in Kyoto. And uh, and we're just glad to, to have him here. And I thought it'd be a great idea to to have him on this special edition podcast <laughs> and just to to go a little deeper into uh, what it's been like for him and um, just what it's like out there and what God is doing and how we can, as a church, uh, participate and partner uh, even more. Uh, so, uh, Tim, I just, just to start off, um, how would you describe this past year um, just kind of big picture wise um and then we'll go into to more depth after that yeah big picture wise oh man um well on sunday i did use this this metaphor of um yeah like there are i mean this church for sure um but you know a whole team of people um kind of holding this rope and this rope dangles over this cliff um, at the bottom of the cliff is 150,000 people um, in some sort of danger or peril. And then at the bottom of this rope is me kind of dangling there, trying to save as many people as I can. Um, and I would say, like, that's kind of this imagery that has stuck with me of um, kind of the experience. Um, just for one, um, yeah, feeling extremely supported and... Um, being able to like trust this rope, um, that there are people praying for me, uh, you know, checking in on me, um, wanting to see God move in Japan. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I do have like a front row seat to what God is doing in Kyoto. Um, did see like six baptisms and we can get more into wow. it later. Uh, that's kind of where we count kind of mm-hmm. when someone comes uh, becomes a Christian in Japan. Um, but also just sometimes the absurdity of like, man, this is this is an unreached people group. And uh, there are yeah, so many people that uh, I've crossed paths with where, you know, I ask like, hey, have you ever met a Christian before? And they're like, no. And then I'm like, yeah, you just did. <laughs> Yo. And sometimes trying to break the ice and, Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I feel like um, sometimes it's absurd, sometimes it's crazy, uh, but sometimes it is It is amazing. Um, I would say baptisms, uh, there's something something, yeah, there's something special uh, to see a baptism in Japan or a Japanese mm. person get baptized. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, you know, I love that, just that analogy that you use to, I think to communicate what, uh, what you experience or what you feel, both the immense privilege, uh, but also just that 
responsibility and mm-hmm. the challenge that, that awaits you uh, each and every day. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to the beginning, you know, I'm just kind of curious for the, you know, I'm, I'm not fully, I haven't done long-term missions. Um, mm-hmm. What was it like even just transitioning out there? Now, I know you've gone on short-term ones yeah, before, but yeah. just kind of the, the, the mental side of things, the emotional side uh, of moving to a new country mm-hmm. and knowing that it's going to be home for long-term, mm-hmm. at least a year. Uh, what was that like initially? I mean, what were some of the challenges uh, you had to face in making that transition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an article, and it's it's actually a, a crew resource that I've I've revisited. I revisit a lot, and and basically, it's again, it's another metaphor, and it's this dude explaining um, uh, a method of like making decisions, and his his metaphor is um, if you were to like paint a a painting, um, it's best to have the full range of all the colors rather than just black and white. And then he goes into, um, well, like these are kind of the, your, your paints that you have available. Um, and so there's, you know, things of the will, there's, uh, emotions, but there's also, you know, scripture and wisdom, um, advice of others and so on and so forth. You can kind of imagine that, but, uh, yeah. So for my journey to go from, uh, kind of living in Southern California to being a missionary in Kyoto, Japan. Um, one thing that really stuck with me um, in light of kind of other things that came alongside with that was actually the parable of the talents. Hmm. Um, and so uh, parable of the talents, right? There's like one dude, a five dude and a 10 dude. Um, <laughs> and right, like, what happens is it's not necessarily like, I mean, this is real quick exegesis, but yeah, it's not about the amount of talent that you have that's been given to you, but that you steward it. Right. And so, um, without Jesus, we get kind of this understanding that like, even if I'm doing well, um, you know, you still not might be righteous before the Lord. Um, but in light of the cross and the grace that we have, um, we, I guess the language that I would use is like, we get to steward the best that we can, not that we have to. Um, and so for me, um, like getting to steward things as best as I can, it's actually fun. Hmm. Like I think about, uh, the freedom that I have and, um, just, uh, I mean, it's like playing a sport or a video game. Like, uh, if I lose in a video game, there's no real huge consequences. You just kind of start over and go a different path. Um, And so I felt, yeah, a lot of freedom in terms of like, okay, let me discern, like, what is the best use of my talents right now? Um, And so one of the things that stuck with me as I did get kind of voluntold to do uh, <laughs> a short-term mission mm. um, was this imagery of Gion Festival. Gion Festival is in Kyoto, Japan. Um, I've spent two summers there before this past year. And um, yeah, the festival lands like right in the middle of, of our time in in Kyoto. 
and it's insane. It's uh, estimated to be 40,000 people in the streets. Wow. Um, and it's, yeah, a very historical um, festival. But, uh, yeah, just the imagery of you know, walking in a crowd of 40,000. Mm. And then um, if you've been around uh, Asian-American churches or whatever, they, they have this statistic of, like, oh, in Japan, like, less than 1% Christian. Yeah. Um, and so numbers are one thing, but, like, just this imagery kind of almost burnt in my head of, like, wow, like, how many people did I pass today um, mm. are Christian? And, but not only that, like, have had an opportunity to um, respond to the gospel. And so um, that stuck with me. And then kind of realizing that, yeah, myself as, like, I'm, I'm Chinese-American, not even Japanese, but, like, I, I have a particular talent when it comes to ministry mm. in, in Japan. Um, yeah, I, I definitely don't feel like uh, fully equipped or like um, super proficient in doing um, ministry, in, uh, yeah, student ministry in, in Japan, but um, kind of in synthesis, like came to the realization like, wow, I'm, I'm probably the top 1% when mm. it comes to doing evangelism in Kyoto, Japan. And so when you think about it, like, why would you not do something if you're in the top one percentile, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, why did Michael Jordan leave basketball to play baseball? <laughs> um, and so that kind of just kind of lingered with me. So kind of those things in synthesis. Um, but yeah, parable of the talents and mm-hmm. kind of this realization that like I am top one percentile when it comes to doing uh ministry and evangelism in in kyoto japan Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know you you shared a little bit sunday about that just appearance Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and and you said in a very like i'm not bragging about Uh anything but just the fact that god created you to yeah to to be who you are with your strengths your Mm -hmm. weaknesses the way you look the Mm -hmm. way you don't look yeah and um you know talk a little bit about you know because i know going back to you know your high school days college mm-hmm. days like identity you know like all of us is, yeah. is a challenge and a struggle and just how you've come to not only kind of accept that the identity of who you are how you look mm-hmm. strengths weaknesses but to embrace it and not yeah. to, in a sense be able to celebrate it yeah 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 um man that's been quite a journey um I think about um, being like that one Asian, I mean, this is like early 90s, but yeah, being the one Asian kid on my little league team or whatever. Um, and when it was my turn to bat, even though they would never seen me play, like oftentimes outfield and shortstop comes in <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? And um, yeah, and as a kid, you like, you just feel frustrated. Like you couldn't even put words to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed how like, when those instances happen kind of metaphorically, but in other things, when mm-hmm. someone like looks at me and like makes this assumption or what, like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's super triggering. Right. Like yeah. oh, what? And I mean, you know, baseball, like once you're like, you know, a little salty, like you, you just lose it and then you mm-hmm. downward spiral and everything. Um, <laughs> That's life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so, um, yeah. When I think about, um, high school um and college um 
yeah, that was that was a crazy journey. I think of uh, going from kind of Cerritos and and being in um, kind of this Asian American subculture um, in SAT classes, and everyone looks like you and eats the same food or whatever and stuff like that. And then um, to go to uh, yeah, I went to UC Santa Barbara where it was about like ten percent Asian, um, and then kind of figure out kind of my my understanding there but yeah one of the biggest things was uh um I did go on a like a summer mission trip and in college and I actually went to um Izmir Turkey Hmm. um and so that was kind of the partnership with the campus ministry that I was a part of in college um and so this is like 2007 um george bush presidency um and so yeah uh when you explained that um hey i'm an american um people weren't too happy about that and Mm -hmm. so what was crazy is that in order for ministry to happen uh during that that summer um i was actually the one who had to initiate everything kind of the Mm -hmm. tip of the spear um because for whatever reason, um, just because I, I looked this certain way, <laughs> people would like listen, right? Mm. Rather than like whatever, go away. I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. Um, but people would like, oh, like sure, yeah, you're you're one of us. Even mm. though I don't look Turkish at all, I, I mm. stuck out just mm. like the rest of my team. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Wow. Uh, my understanding of like christian servanthood and uh, is like you know stacking chairs or you know being in the background doing the sound booth which those are all like super important Mm -hmm. but to to comprehend or even have the thought of like wait you're you're a leader in in your faith and you have a a very special role to play um in in the like global church um and so that experience definitely stuck with me um that uh who I am, my culture, my appearance, um, has, uh, yeah, like I'm a minority in America, but it has, you know, a very special place, um, in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that kind of led me down this path wow, of yeah. pursuing, uh, full-time ministry. Um, and then that's kind of where it got to me here. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's amazing. That's a powerful testimony and, and how God, I think how he'll oftentimes use things that are perceived weaknesses, mm. things that we can be embarrassed mm-hmm. by, ashamed of, and you know, just in, in in all his wisdom, he uses it to, you know, bless us, to yeah, use us, yeah, to, yeah. to obviously bring him glory and honor. And so I think it's been so cool just to see that part of your journey. Um, kind of going into, you know, you, you're taught, you, you shared about just, the 150,000 mm-hmm. college students in Kyoto, the, the less than 1%, mm-hmm. just this immense task that you see. But also you, sh- you talked about some of the fruit that you're seeing, you know, mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. that are being changed, baptism, the, the growth at your church, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but just before we, you know, what what's your tip? What does that look like <laughs> practically day to day? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, we understand full-time missionaries. We know we know you're sharing the gospel. Uh-huh, you're pointing uh-huh. people to Jesus. But for you specifically, for people who are curious, like what does the day-to-day look like? You yeah. Know, what does one person trying to 
reach 150,000? Like, <laughs> what does he or she do daily? Uh, so if you could just kind of paint that picture. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I am yeah full-time staff with Epic Movement. And so I have some lingo to share just to give some framework to the conversation or the, the question. And so um, first thing to understand is uh, we kind of break up evangelism into three categories. Um, so first would be initiative. And so that's, uh, yeah, going up to a stranger and kind of with the intention of getting to a gospel presentation. Um, and so, yeah, there's a particular woo and strategy and techniques and it differs from culture to culture but um yeah so there's kind of that category we'll call that you know category one um category two is probably what you're most familiar with and that's kind of the relational evangelism so god has put people in your life um family friends coworkers. um you didn't necessarily choose them um but yeah those are people you interact with normally um and um, yeah, you get into spiritual conversations, share your faith that way. Um, and then lastly is um, what we call, um, well, third is uh, body mode. And so that's inviting someone to a like Christian fellowship or event. Um, and so my day involves doing all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, one thing that's kind of neat about college campuses in Japan um, in light of like train culture um, colleges are more like their scheduling is more like high school than it is mm. like American colleges. And so they have like a first period and a second period and then like break and then like third and fourth and lunch and so on and forth, so forth. Um, and so from 12 to one, everyone's on break for lunch. Um, and, um, no one's really in their classrooms, but, uh, yeah. Um, everyone, is technically free. Mm. And so for me, um, that's prime time to be on campus to do initiative evangelism. Mm-hmm. So I'm there to um, make new friends, generate more contacts, and really just, um, yeah, see where God is moving. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it is kind of nerve wracking. It does take um, some time to get ready to do yeah. that. Um, from So from about like 10 to... 11:45 um I'm in a situation of like prayer and worship and also um just just being with God mm-hmm. um and also transportation just getting onto yeah. campus and so but yeah 12 to 1 I'll be doing yeah initiative evangelism so you're you're literally by yourself on campus yeah walking up to students you've never met yeah. And initiating conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as an Asian American, that's um, one thing that's kind of special is that, yeah, I can kind of play whatever card I think is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I can try to use my Japanese or if I want to, if I think it's more strategic, I can be that that American guy. Like, so they know yeah. you're, do they know, do the students know you're not a um, student? Do they know depends. You're, okay. Yeah, yeah. I still pass for like a yeah. grad student or something and so... Sometimes I'll utilize that. Yeah. So that. I, I'm. Oh, sorry. To oh, cut no, you off. Keep on I going. can. Uh, you know, I can imagine how the 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 good quote unquote good conversations go mm. and how that might work out. But what are the majority of your conversations like? How 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 does it play out in terms of walking up to a student, 
randomly. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Just, you know, curiosity. Um, and also, I think for us to, to understand what you're doing, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm getting at is what you're doing is hard. <laughs> it's difficult. So just what what is it? How does it normally Yeah, go? yeah, yeah. Um, and so what's what's special is that things things happen right mm-hmm. like initiative evangelism there's still a place for that um in the kingdom and i think it's also what's it's necessary to happen right so we talk about less than one percent like how else do we do we start mm-hmm. right when we can't even do relational evangelism because we're we, we don't even yeah. have any christians to begin with and so um i've seen yeah god really use um yeah, initiative evangelism. But yeah, um, so to get to your question, um, I've seen the very typical, um, like, hey, thanks thanks for sharing, but just not for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with Japan, you're dealing with like a wide range of like nonverbal communication. And so being attentive to that, um, but also understanding that, um, yeah, like... It does require does require time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just as it is for here, um, there's a lot to ingest. There's so so many things to I'd say like the Christian faith that is completely new to them. And so, um, typical conversation is like, I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Let me think more about it. Um, and so. Um, for sure, there there might be like straight up like no, nah, I'm not interested. But mm-hmm. I would say that's actually the the minority, and mm. that's usually in light of like oh, it's it's like midterms tomorrow or something, <laughs> and then I'm like oh my bad or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think one thing that gets me that keeps me like going and and gives me hope in light of some of these hard conversations is. Um, I shared a little bit on Sundays, the story of Takashi. Mm. And so there's actually a video online of kind of his testimony. Um, but yeah, um, initiative evangelism, five years ago, he's sitting under this tree. Um, some epic summer mission students came up to him. Hey, here's, this is, we're from America, here to make friends. Can I share with you about my faith? Um and yeah, he, he had a really positive experience, but, you know, pretty typical, like, no thanks, like, I feel content in my life right now. Um, and yeah, fast forward, it'd be four years, um, goes through extreme depression. He's a philosophy student at Kyoto University, so this is mm. the top of the top, right? This is um, the very brightest minds contemplating mm. life, mm-hmm. and he's coming to this wow. conclusion that, like, wow, everything's meaningless. Like, this is this is what it's saying. Um, and, yeah, like, at his, the end of his rope comes the decision of, like, you know what, this is, this is, I remember this interaction with, with these Christians. They said something about, in the Bible, people getting saved. Um, this is my last option. Let me try. So he literally Google searches, like, church in wow. Kyoto. Um, shows up to church on a Sunday. Here's here's the gospel um and like yeah gets baptized the next week <laughs> and so yeah i think like those 
those students who shared the gospel with them, you know, five years ago, um, they had no idea kind of mm. where, where mm. God was taking Takashi. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy, right? Uh, to like, for sure, yeah, get rejected or, or whatever. But mm. I think, um, God does call us to like be faithful and have hope. And there are, there is evidence of like God moving in, yeah. in Kyoto, Japan. Well, for sure. I mean, talk about evidence. You yeah. shared on Sunday, um, just a church you're at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, when you first started attending, about 20 people. Now it's at 140. Mm-hmm. And we know that numbers don't tell the whole story, but yeah. how how is that happening? Uh, what are you seeing? What's the church doing? Uh, how's it reaching people in a, mm-hmm. in a community, a culture where a lot of them have never heard any yeah, of this yeah you know so uh how's it happening yeah how's it us. happening yeah um well god is moving but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, jesus i know jesus. <laughs> sunday school answers um yeah i would i'd really point to just the the faithfulness to uh to go at it um but i think there's there are a couple concrete things that I could point to. Um, for one, um, like I have seen, yeah, over the past year I've seen six college students get baptized. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, what's special about college students in a Japanese church is that they give so much hope Mm. to kind of the, the church congregation uh, most Japanese churches are um, very elderly, um, and yeah, uh, they're doing the best that they can, but they there is something about um, when a church has kind of the, the full range of generations mm. from kind of infants and elementary kids, the high school kids, the college students. Um, but yeah, with these college students, I've, I've noticed that... Um, because of their you know time availability and also their capacity to um, do real ministry or to do ministry um, they're able to yeah kind of once they get baptized really serve the church in very special ways um, one cool way that I've seen college students serve is with um, with the children's ministry mm. in Japan um, so they have yeah the language skills um, they kind of have the heart they have the energy mm-hmm. to keep up with all these kids. Um, they understand kind of what it's like to be a child in Japan, um, and they do a phenomenal job. Um, and with children's ministry, like really um, kind of set up well, um, that allows like so much more things to happen in the church. Um, and so seeing a lot of families uh, come to church um, and... Um, those families being able to invite other families and so on and so forth. Um, other things that I could point to is, uh, yeah, the church that I attend, um, they explain everything um, mm. every Sunday. So uh, the Sunday service comes off as very welcoming because um, they understand kind of the target audience, um, mm-hmm. a Japanese person who's never stepped foot in a church. Um, they want to make sure that person is as comfortable as possible. So, what worship is, um, what to expect, um, what is communion, what is offering, kind of so on and so forth. And so, um, 
yeah, it really just creates a comfortable atmosphere. And in creating a, a comfortable atmosphere for someone who's never been to church, it even helps kind of the, I guess, the more mature Christians as well, because they feel comfortable inviting their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So that's, that's cool to me, um, especially as a missionary, um, that I can, inv- yeah, I have no qualms or no worries about just freely inviting people yeah, yeah. Um, ending conversations with the invite to church. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I know we talked about that a little bit before we uh, started recording this, but uh, I'm so blown away by that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you shared about how much we as a church can have an impact on people in Japan and the churches in Japan. But mm-hmm. I think we can learn so much mm-hmm. from what the Jap- churches in Japan are doing because, you know, in the culture these days, it's people know less and less about mm-hmm. church and about Jesus and mm-hmm. just the great lengths that the churches in Japan are going to, you know, really understand who they're trying to reach mm-hmm. and to be an intention, yeah, to yeah, be in yeah. a, to be intentional, to be unashamed, unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really awesome to see. Um, well, it's obvious as you talk and as you share. Uh, I mean, God's just God's moving, and you <laughs> sense it, and yeah, yeah. And you see the fruit at the same time you see just the immense challenge yeah, that is yeah, there. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I know you, we didn't, you didn't mention on Sunday, um, but we had we had FaceTimed at one point, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you, you're waking up in the morning, you're going to campus by yourself, you're spending that time in prayer, you're, you're talking to these students that you've never met, you're coming back to your place, you're getting ready for some nighttime event. Uh, that one of the challenges is that it can be lonely at times, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not something that we like to to, to talk about and share <laughs> with everyone. But, you know, I thought it was so significant when we had that conversation earlier this year because it's part of the real challenge and the struggle of uh, not just doing missions, but uh, to, to be a missionary anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and especially in a different country. Um, but I'd love for you to just talk about how, how's, how's that going. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is that challenge like that maybe a lot of people don't understand yeah. when they think about missionaries going and, and you hear about all the great stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah, but talk a little bit about that. Yeah. 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 Um, Hmm. Where to start? I would say, yeah. Loneliness. Um, yeah, it's real at times. Um, I think even, yeah, my short time here, how nice it was to like fully comprehend all of like morning radio and it's just like oh <laughs> like i get it all um but um yeah i th- <laughs> uh what should i what do i want to share okay i know what to share <laughs> um so when it comes to like loneliness um there is there's a very it's very real, right? Um, I'm going to campus by myself, um, and the team that I work with is um, actually like Korean, um, mm. and so um, notice that like sometimes I don't feel like I, I fully belong, and I think that's been um, pretty pretty tough at times when I have like a certain idea, and a lot of yeah, my ideas come stem from like the subculture that I'm I'm reaching out and sometimes it just kind of falls on deaf ears and um that's kind of the even like greater moments of loneliness right when I'm sitting in a room full of other people and 
they don't understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that can be, yeah, extremely challenging. Um, and so the loneliness I want to get to is not necessarily like just me physically by myself, but I think there's this loneliness in terms of I'm not being understood. And, and that's just the reality of coming from an American culture and being fluent in English and not in Japanese. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that I would really point to as the thing that like stings the most, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, to be in a room full of people and feel lonely. I, I think that's on another level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, um, yeah, that, that it stings. Um, there's, there's been plenty of moments where um, I just like, oh man, like this is, this isn't home. This isn't like if I weren't here, uh, the situation wouldn't exist. Um, but yeah, one thing that has has really sustained is is the reality of like God's love, right? Mm-hmm. Like God's love is uh, sufficient, and I think that's one thing that I've experienced um, even more often um, in my time in Japan. Um, but also like there's there's a beauty in kind of overcoming that type of loneliness um and so you can imagine like as the year progressed um myself and kind of these other korean missionaries um were able to like work better together because mm. we understood each other we we felt more known mm. um and yeah it's really hard to paint a picture but one of the things that i, I would like to share is um and so this past year they're two Korean girls that were like my teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of had to use like Japanese to as the middle language. And so that's yeah. both our like, um, you know, second language. Um, but yeah, at the end of the year, um, being able to like call them like dear sisters mm. um, and a uh, really quick story. Like uh, we, we were just hanging out one day um coming home from like a um like ministry event and we stumble across like maybe the most beautiful thing i've ever seen it's you can imagine like an aqueduct and on two sides is like bushes and then in the middle it's like 300 meters it's just fireflies and they're lit up and like dancing um and like, I mean, they're girls, right? So they're like, <laughs> and they revert to like Korean and they're like, ah, la, 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 la. And I'm like, yeah, this is really beautiful. Um, and, you know, they're, they're talking to each other and then they explain to me in like, like Japanese. And so um, long story short, I have these two note cards or like envelopes. Um, and what they say in Korean is like, hey, future boyfriend, if you're going to propose, like, go to this location at this time or whatever. And it's kind of <laughs> silly because it's, yeah. like, they know, like, realistically, it's probably not going to happen or whatever. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, these are these notes that I hold on to that, like, maybe one day I'll mail it to some random Korean uh-huh. guy or something. Uh-huh. But, like, if my, if my place were to, like, catch on fire, like, those are things I would grab. Mm. And so just to paint a picture of, like, yeah, it's it really hard and lonely at times, but... I think there's there's some beauty in like the perseverance and the oneness of Christ of yeah. like okay I, I've spent the whole year not being able to fully communicate with you but 
like i love you dearly mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah thank you for sharing that and it's great to hear i mean just how um amidst the the challenges uh, the relationships yeah initially were really hard you're beginning to see breakthrough yeah, yeah uh, with yeah. that but you know even beyond that um you know, I know you can, you are very hopeful. You're very optimistic. Mm -hmm. You've always been, you know, someone that can see potential where a lot of people can't see potential. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I appreciate the honesty because I want people to see that there's also a a daily challenge, a daily Mm -hmm. struggle Mm -hmm. where I think a lot of people just say it's not worth being here. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have it better at home. (laughs) There's somewhere, someplace that is more comfortable waiting for me. Mm. And it'd be so easy just to go back to it, yet uh, the call, you know, I think, uh, Christ's commands, Mm -hmm. uh, just all those things that you constantly, like, set in front of you to keep persevering. And, you know, I think I admire you for that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an inspiration, encouragement uh, to a lot of us. So so thank you. You know, for your faithfulness each and every day, for for being out there, for doing what you do. Um, Mm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, You know, take a couple minutes and, you know, speak freely. And I know you have been, but Uh in kind of your wildest imagination, what what could we as a church do more of, do do better to support you, Mm. to participate in what God is doing in Japan? Um, you know, I know there's, we, we talk about, we can always give financially, we can pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those two things are great. Yeah. You know, if we could continue to do those things and, and do more of it and do it better and do mm-hmm. it well. Uh, what other things <laughs> could we do? Could we be doing, um, to help you, love you, support you to mm-hmm. participate in what's going on in Japan? Yeah. 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 Oh man. First thing that came to mind, um, so this past summer, um, Epic, right? So kind of this uh, Asian American college ministry um, sent, you know, 14 individuals to Kyoto, Japan. Um, so they're ranged basically 19 to 24. Mm. Um, and what they're able to do just as a group um, was phenomenal, right? Mm. Uh, what 14 people can do is more than just for the sum of, of 14 of me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a synergy. They're able to do like these house parties and um, yeah, do a lot of really cool things. And so when I think about what can Cerritos Baptist Church do is, if I could be yeah, blunt, is raise up kind of the next generation of, mm. of missionaries. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm convinced that um, yeah, college students is how you reach Japan. Um, mm. I think about, yeah, Yui and Takashi, um, they're students right now, but when, when they share, um, people listen to them like none yeah, other, wow. right? A, a yeah. philosophy student at Kyoto University, um, you, you take them seriously. Um, but in order to reach these Japanese college students, you, you kind of like, okay, who's going to reach them? And I think it does point to these, yeah, Asian American churches. Um, and so um, for me, um, this is kind of getting to the long game is, um, you know, where where are these yeah Asian American mi- missionaries going to come from? And mm-hmm. I think it, it comes from uh, churches like these, um, like ours. 
Um, and so I think like, um, you know, youth is doing amazing things here. Um, but to kind of instill in them, uh, obviously maturity and faith, but also like, uh, an openness of like, Hey, like you, you can, you, you have these opportunities, um, as a student and even after you graduate, uh, to do some really amazing things. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of interesting to, for even for me to contemplate, um, I'm 32. I still pass for like a, a grad student, but there is going to be a point where it's like, what, what are you doing on a college campus? Mm. Um, and so I will kind of like age out out of college ministry. Um, but when I think about, um, you know, who's, who's going to come and like take my place, I, I do have to look to, uh, like current college students. Yeah. Um, and so when I think about, yeah, uh, just recruitment or just letting, um, college students know that this is the opportunity um but also to uh, yeah just kind of get it on the radar um that like hey is is god calling you to 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 this um and so yeah again real real interesting thing to contemplate that like japanese college students are the ones who can really take the gospel to the masses in japan but who can reach the Japanese college students and mm, I think it yeah. gets to to us yeah and definitely. I think that's both special and also sometimes terrifying mm-hmm. um but uh yeah when I when I think about what we can do as a church um yeah if you're you're a parent of, of someone um yeah be open to yeah maybe your son or daughter uh, spending some time overseas yeah yeah wow I mean, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, we're in, uh, as a pastor and putting the pastor's hat on, it's, it's real easy for me to be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. You know? And then I think about as a father and as a dad mm. and putting that hat on and going, okay, you know, is that, is that in the verbiage at home? Mm. You know, is that something I'm talking to my kids about? Is that something that I'm putting, you know, on the radar in terms of a very valid, you know, career opportunity Mm. life calling mission where doctor lawyer you know the typical (laughs) stuff engineer computer programmer Uh uh missionary Mm. you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's uh, and i'd be lying if i said oh yeah i do it all the time (laughs) and and it's up there you know and i think i'm really convicted and humbled Mm. just hearing you talk about it but it makes so much sense um when we think about the kingdom we think about Mm -hmm. what's at stake so you know once again I, i thank you uh, Thank you for, for, for doing what you're doing. Is there anything else uh, you want to add? Anything you want to say before we uh, wrap up our time here today? Oh, man. Yeah, there's so much. But I think, like, to know that, like, I have a deep, like, appreciation to this church. Um, there's so much more I could have shared from up front. Um, I mean, obviously, financially, like, it means so much to, like, know that I have faithful supporters, um, not only like the missions board and committee, but also individuals who are, who are giving you know, sacrificially and you know, monthly. And, and mm. um, one thing that's amazing is that like, yeah, my, my financial kind of support bases has been like overwhelmingly consistent. Like mm. I, uh, if when I compare myself to my, some of my peers, um, my support has been uh, like top tier. Um, oh. and, and I think that's, 
I can't say thank you enough because that's that's yeah that's super tangible that's that's faith in action um and then yeah so many other things that I think about um that have really set me up well for um doing missions in in Japan um one of the things that's been kind of neat is uh I do help out with children's ministry every once in a while Mm -hmm. um, at the church. um, And yeah, to realize that like, oh, um, I was mentored to do children's ministry here and to realize like, oh, wait, like I can use these, these talents and skills. Um, And then, yeah, so many things that like have stuck with me through the years. Um, My understanding of grace, uh, scripture, um, how to, uh, do do ministry, do life, um, and I think yeah, that's been special to take those and and bring it to to Japan. Um, even yeah, one of the maybe it's kind of silly, but it even makes sense is that as the church transitioned from one service to two services, mm. there's like a huge like anxiety and confusion because even for the Japanese people, like no, this sounds wrong and it doesn't mm. seem right. Like and then the they couldn't even like imagine huh. what two services looked like, and then to come in and explain like, well, like, my home church um, in in America, like they do two services and they do this like snack thing that <laughs> kind of elevates yeah. every week, and there's like so many on Sunday, yeah. and it's amazing, and but like yeah, and that's where kind of the generations kind of mm. interact together, and it's a great time of fellowship, and there is some sense of of unity as one church body, even though we're at two different services and to be able to like articulate that and paint a picture. And then they're like, Oh, okay. I, I think I can see that. And huh. for right now it's, it's clearly been the right decision to mm. do two services. Cause we're in like fire hazard mode. Yeah. yeah I couldn't even fit in the building. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say like in summary, just a deep level of gratitude of like faithfulness here. And I've been able to like take that too. Mm to japan awesome well i'm so blessed uh, hearing that it's been great uh, to sit here with you to catch up and obviously um you know as you head back this week leaving this thursday uh, we're going to be praying for you uh, and uh, you know i can't wait to continue to hear mm-hmm. just what's going on and what god's doing so thanks so much for uh, coming back for being here for sharing for encouraging all of us here this morning Cool, cool. Thank you.